I just thought of that quote. uh, Rather than curse the darkness, light a candle. Last week, I was looking for some information online, and I came across a TED Talk. Are you familiar with those? They're uh, pretty wonderful things. They are like YouTubes that you can watch of um, conferences where technology and entertainment and design were the original uh, headings that they had speakers, world-renowned speakers, talk about, but it's broadened since then. And this particular TED Talk that I ran into was from a young woman named Adora Svitak. She's 12 years old. By the time she was three years old, she was a prolific reader. (laughs) At the age of six, her mother bought her a used laptop. By the time her seventh year was over, she had typed 250,000 words of poetry, stories, and observations. Now at 12, she has written over 300 short stories, is published, and tours the world speaking before large crowds promoting literacy. Adora Svitak closed her TED Talk with the statement, the world's problems shouldn't be the human family's heirloom. Twelve years old. Well, I think we've probably all heard the idea that we can't solve problems at the level upon which they were created, right? And as you might hear in a recovery program, our best thinking got us here. The best minds of all time to this point have brought the world to where we are. True? Still, we're hard-pressed to find solutions in a world that is so rife with division and so very adept at cultivating fear, at treading on people's goodwill and best intentions. Out of our own fear and our own resistance, we may come to find ourselves inadvertently contributing to the tension by staking out or fortifying our own positions. Our own intellectual, spiritual, or political turf, as it were. We forget for a time. We we just forget for a time who we are. 
suffer momentary amnesia or dissociation. We forget the expansiveness of our vision and what incredibly large shoes we've been given to fill. This story is very familiar in Unitarian Universalist circles and probably far beyond that of the five blind men and the elephant. Um, just in case some newcomers are unfamiliar with it. There is an elephant, and five blind men encounter this elephant. One walks up to it and touches... Each of them contacts a different part of the elephant. And as they walk away, they ask each other what that experience was like. And one says, well... the." This blind person, having touched the leg, says an elephant is like a tree. And the next blind man says, no, no, no. See, he's touched the, the trunk. And he says an elephant is like a very huge snake. And the next one, having touched the side, says, No, an elephant is like a big, leathery wall. And another, having touched an ear, says, I'm, I'm sorry, but an elephant is like a palm leaf. And the last, having touched the tail, says, An elephant's just like a rope. And the truth is that all of them understand part of the vision, part of an elephant. And none of them have the image of elephant until you put all of them together. And even all of those visions don't sum up elephantness, right? Now sometimes Unitarian Universalists can get caught up in our summary of elephantness and forget that an elephant is indeed like a tree and is indeed like a leathery wall and a palm leaf and a rope and a great snake. That that which we are trying to embrace and of which we are trying to be inclusive, includes all of those parts that describe it different ways. And so what I wanted us to think about doing is backing off a little bit, maybe floating up to look down at our elephant. I mean, after all, if we dissect or uh, disassemble the elephant, we still don't have all that it amounts to, right? Just like with a life. If we frame our current experiences with our old perspectives, whatever they are, 
If we build our new views on aging foundations without first doing some serious examination and inspection, we're building on a fault line. You like all these mixed metaphors? If we think we have the truth figured out, then we're being pretty naive. New scientific discoveries and theories always come along to displace conventional wisdom. For example, it seems that we are coming to recognize that what we see, touch, hear, interact with experience as reality comprises only 4% of what is. Four percent. Ninety-six percent of this world is something we can't, we don't understand yet. And then there's the information that the Big Bang isn't even over yet. That the universe is still accelerating away from what, whatever that that first point was. It hasn't slowed down any yet. Which theories would suggest that at a certain point it would. And that comes from a couple of men who won the 2011 Nobel Prize for Physics. The universe is still expanding and it's speeding up doing it. We're still in the bang. We're still in the explosion. So how can we possibly think we know what all of this is becoming? When James Luther Adams, a very esteemed theologian from our tradition, said that revelation is not sealed, but rather ongoing, he had no idea how many levels of truth he was speaking from. What we currently understand as good is good as long as it's not binding us into frustration, bitterness, antagonistic postures, negative feelings about ourselves or others. If it's tying us up in knots, then it's time to change. If we're not changing, we're fading away. If your relationship with the world has you at peace, that's truly wonderful. But if you have trouble, like me, sometimes sleeping at night, or tolerating imperfections 
whether they be mine or someone else's. Perhaps it's time to examine the fortresses in which we're hunkered down. From our Unitarian Universalist location in the religious continuum, we have the capacity, should we choose to employ it, to bring gifts that others aren't in a position to bring. But first, we have to learn to appreciate, value, and respect the rest of the elephant. Each of several groups with which I uh, met this past week included someone holding forth an answer, a very reasoned, methodical and usually beautiful schema for explaining how things fit together and what one needs to do to get to those places of peace. I know each of those paths, each of those schemas work for other people. Maybe not me, But who am I to doubt the value of that? Who am I to hold my perception, my understanding, and my experiences as more valuable than theirs? All of these paths have value. We have the right to value the ones that have meaning for us, higher for ourselves. We don't have to agree with the views of others, but we are called to rise above the level at which the ordinary becomes conflict. or at least move through it. To our higher selves. Can you imagine any other group in town being better suited to trying to understand all of those groups? in a loving fashion, maybe not in, in the kind of depth that any of them have for their own tradition. But in a world divided by religion, in a world at war over religion and politics, Can we not bring ourselves to find it within ourselves to hold those tensions? Look and try, try to 
to embrace the paradox. Can you, can you see the potential? Can you see what it requires of us? We'll never be perfect. We're not supposed to be perfect. And we're beautiful right where we are, starting where we are with each day. We can take one more step. We can climb a little bit higher, maybe on the elephant's back for a different view. What tradition is it that thinks the universe was born on the back of a turtle? Chinese. Yeah, turtles all the way down. Um, uh, by just parenthetically, the Big Bang has never answered anything for me. Because when I was a, a child, probably by the first grade, because I remember the house we lived in when it occurred to me, and we moved out of there when I was six. <laughs> I started raising questions being brought up in the Southern Baptist Church. Like, if God made the world, who made God? And if, you know, those kinds of questions aren't answered by the Big Bang, from what did the Big Bang spring? And where did that come from? The mystery is always beyond what I can imagine. We're beckoned forward. There's more to learn. And in love, we can learn it together and support each other in that journey. 